This is Midnight Alchemy with your host Jason Allen on the Left Coast Media Network. And now here's Jason. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you are. This is Midnight Alchemy, and I am the dude behind the mic, Jason Allen. Hello there. Hey, uh, we got a great show for you tonight. James Mitchell of the Guardian Angel Paranormal Society is going to be with us, and we are going to talk some paranormal action. So, hey, stick around for that. But first, the paranormal news. A brand new survey ranks the top 10 paranormal cities. That's right. The service was conducted in the spring of this year by the company Per Lam Love. The company looked at 14 different metrics when ranking the 200 biggest cities in America when it comes to their instances of the supernatural. They were put into four categories, sightings, haunted locations, lifestyle, and community. Without further ado, here's the top 10 paranormal cities. Number one, Los Angeles. Ladies and gentlemen, the city of angels is the city of the dead. Number two, New York. It used to be, you know, it used to be as if you were in the Bronx at, at night, you might end up dead. Number three, Chicago. The most haunted site there, okay? is Soldier Field, the home of the Chicago Bears. Bada bing. Number four, San Diego. Number five, New Orleans, a city that has a well-known paranormal history. Number six, Philadelphia. Number seven, San Antonio. Number eight, Dallas. Hey, you know, we all know that the spookiest thing about Dallas is the Dallas Cowboys. I want to tell you, it is highly known that their owner, Jerry Jones, communes with Satan. Hey, it's real. Look it up. Number nine, Indianapolis. Number 10, Las Vegas. That, you know, that is not shocking. You know, Las Vegas, it's totally believable because if you drink enough, you'll wake up the next morning with your wallet empty, married to a local zombie that was officiated by a fat, bloated, dead Elvis. Hey, yo. All right, folks, going to do a quick spot. And then James Mitchell of the Guardian Angel Paranormal Society, please sit still. We'll be right back. <laughs> Newsbox is a full-service streaming media company that brings you awesome shows like Coffee with Curmudgeons, The Portland Conversations, and Turning Left. Not only does Newsbox bring the entertainment, but they can also help with all your podcast needs. Ever thought that you wanted to do your own podcast? Well, New Fox can help with that. We can help with content, presentation, and even a streaming media platform that can get your podcast a worldwide audience. You can reach them at www.newsbox.com or visit them on their Facebook page, Newsbox. Live outside the box. All right, we are here with James Mitchell of the Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. James, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you got it. Now we uh we ran we ran into each other at the this year's Ghost Conference, man. Tell me uh tell me what it was like down there. Uh well, you know, it was pretty busy, um, you know, trying to do some networking and just trying to take in everything that's there. You know, uh it's a really big event every year Rocky throws on um yeah. you know you you name it they got it from oh yeah tarot card yeah. readers you know other paranormal teams psychics i even uh brought on your old co-host uh holly jordan <laughs> that's right that's right uh, yeah, yeah. It, you know the uh, cool thing about it is the the last time i went to the uh convention was when they had it up in oregon city yeah at the um uh, that little community center i believe it was yes yes yeah and i, I, think, I think we all went there yeah yeah that's right that's right we yeah. were, we were uh hunting for guests of the old show absolutely yeah uh but it, the way it's just grown throughout the years is amazing i mean i didn't know what i was gonna find when you know we showed up although the name you know seaside convention center did give me a little hint that this was going to be a little bigger 
And uh, I was amazed, man, not only of the size, but uh, just the variety of everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rocky gets them from all over, you know, the Pacific Northwest. Um, I've heard that he's had people come from across the pond, you know, to take part in it. Um, Yeah, it's just it's grown substantially and from what i hear next year it's gonna even be bigger oh i'm looking forward to it yeah Ro- <laughs> rocky always puts on a show and well if you're gonna do it right rocky's the man amen yeah okay so i'm gonna start at the very beginning let's uh let's time travel back when did you uh first get interested in the paranormal oh let's see I've been pretty much into paranormal 20 plus years, um, but really picked up in our old house back in uh, the early 2000s um, when my wife Heidi was doing a uh, video recording of her weight loss journey and she caught something on the audio and it really freaked her out. And <laughs> so she called me while I was at work for me to get my effing ass home and uh <laughs> you know uh to deal with it so yeah. you know just things have happened in that house we knew there's um things going on but you know trying to learn and understand is you know you you want to find answers right so you know that kind of pushed us to looking at joining a team you know that's pretty much how it ended up going Mm -hmm. we joined uh, a team teps paranormal out of oregon city i believe it was at the time trails and paranormal society Mm -hmm. um and i'm not sure if you remember this or not but we only were on one case with them and it was a training case and that was at mark's house that's right i remember it well yes yeah. With uh, his mom and the game shows she liked to watch all the time. Um, right. So, you know, Heidi and I were like, okay, now we can try and find some answers, hopefully get things kind of, you know, going. And, um, well, that team kind of fizzled out and didn't do anything forever. So we kind of just uh, left that group you know because we want to be active we want to find answers we want (laughs) we just want to learn yeah you know i i knew for like i said quite a while that i was into paranormal i'm into paranormal i'm into bigfoot right now i got stories about that we'll have to do it at a later date Mm -hmm. uh you know aliens too yeah. Uh, I'm all into that. Um, but the paranormal has really caught my eye the most. Um, Bigfoot is now coming close to that. Um, but so after that first team, um, we took a few months off to just kind of think about things. And then a friend of mine um, had his own team. And uh, we kind of jumped on board on that one relatively mm-hmm. quick so we we're Heidi and i were with him for a little while and then going back to the ghost conference you, you know yeah. you, you want to check things out meet everyone that's there um, and absorb all the information right networking networking networking, networking. network exactly yeah. and i was going by a booth um and uh, the gentleman there had said you need to start your own paranormal team and this was probably, well, it was well before COVID. So probably two, three years before COVID hit. Yeah. And um, I told him, well, that is my end game. That is the, the goal of mine is to start my own team. Mm-hmm. And so going forward, Heidi and I were with this other team. And I had gone on many investigations with him. And then... <laughs> After COVID hit, or was just coming to the forefront pretty much, yeah. February 6, 2020 is when I started Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. 
I told my friend, I said, look, it's, it's time now. I'm leaving the group and I'm starting my own group. Yeah. And so that's pretty much how uh, we became. Uh, it, wow. took a little, it took a while to um, come up with a name um, that I liked. And, uh, you know, obviously the logo, you can't miss the logo now. Right. Every time I go into Seaside, it's like, oh, I know you. Hey, I know you. You right. know, so you right. know you're doing something right. Not just the logo, but your name. People are finally rec uh, giving you recognition. Yeah. Um, we're that still is. we're still a young team. I, I mean, granted, three years. Um, obviously, half that was COVID, so we couldn't do anything. Right. You know, I'm. I put the group together with a few thoughts in mind. I wanted a couple of people that didn't know anything and to, we could all learn mm -hmm. and we could show them. I definitely wanted a skeptic on the team because it's always good to have a skeptic. Sure. Um, and then eventually I wasn't a hundred percent on board with bringing a psychic medium on in the first like year or so because mm -hmm. i didn't know i didn't want to bring them on and the team not ready right um and then this situation with holly came in that, that was just yep. uh, you know i can't even remember how it really all began but um seth and jill was i think holly we were with seth jill right. from uh white light criminal moon sites Mm -hmm. And Holly were at a thing that Seth was throwing and Holly and I really communicated well together. And I just said, well, you know, um, later that evening when we got home, I said, hey, would you be interested in joining the team? And that was something she was willing to do. So, yeah, um, we've not really, you know, so I've got Holly on. We've um, just really started getting into doing cases. Uh, right now um, at the conference, you know, when you stopped by our booth, you know, you did see some evidence oh, of yeah. what was going on because uh, I was doing some video review while we were at the conference because, you know, when you're at the conference, people are wanting to see or hear. And um, part of the conference, we were the presenting sponsors this year. So oh, nice. Yeah. We were the big top dog this year, <laughs> uh, so to speak. Yeah. For that, um, and we did during the conference. You know, the, we have there's three or four teams that do investigations throughout the weekend, mm -hmm. primary Fridays and Saturday nights. We did the starting night in down there by the convention center, um, Friday night. So it'd be like early Saturday morning, and so that's where the evidence review I was working on came from. So that was just hours old. You know, um, right. so, you know, we've done that. Um, and, you know, um, after that, um, our really first case we did was Harvey's Comedy Club. Ooh, excellent. Uh, down, down in the basement. Yeah. And I can go ahead and say it now because they're closed anyway. Um, but down in their basement is an, uh, another section of the Shanghai Tunnels. Right. Well, down the basement, it's not dirt down there. It's concrete. Um, so we met with the owners and and the people that were running it, and we did an investigation down there. We were down there, I think, twice, and we picked up some really interesting things, I should say. Um, we'll leave it at that. Um, but moving for that, uh, we've not done any really personal you know homes and stuff right um, we've done a couple businesses we did business in lake oswego and we are currently doing a business in astoria oh nice um and things are working out that's going to be like our <laughs> our building block so to speak um we pretty much can get in there whenever we want. All we have to do is say, hey, we're going to be down here this weekend or whatever. And is it all right? 
and they'll let us right in. So, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Holly, uh, the addition of her dude is, is awesome. And she is the real deal. Oh, Uh, I know. And, uh, I think she's going to kick it up a couple notches there. Uh, and I think she's already kicked it up a couple notches. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I can't go into really too much detail with this current one because sure. it's an ongoing deal. Um, mm-hmm. We went there last month and we're still I'm still finishing up some video reviews. Uh, we're doing some going to be doing some historical uh, research here pretty quick. Yeah. Um, and then we're going back down next Friday, the 18th for a couple hours in the evening. Awesome. So. Just yeah. to kind of debunk a few things, check a few things out that was kind of weird on video. So, yeah. 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 I love that you also added the skeptic too, because I mean, that only, you know, fine tunes the truth. It, it does. I, I, I've i already put him through the ringer a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. But yeah, I mean, if somebody has questions, questions are what it, you know, gets stuff done right yeah, looking into absolutely. it seeking the truth yeah yeah I mean, um one thing i'm really i really i'm a gearhead okay i love i love oh, gear yes me and know that. so i i want to get into it all the cool equipment that you guys got because i i saw some at the conference and it looked like you guys had like james bond stuff right <laughs> <laughs> it, I, uh, it, you know it's pretty much basic stuff like everyone else has uh for the most part, I would think everyone has. So, you know, um, I do have a few K2 meters, you know, uh, um, an SLS camera. That's my big one, the structured light sensor. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have that down at the conference, but I did not use it. Um, and, you know, uh, REM pods, uh, bell meters, you know, temperature guns, you know, just a lot of audio recorders. I've, I think I have up to seven audio recorders right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I have three, maybe four handheld uh, video cameras. I now have four stationary cameras that I'm going to be working with on this case here. Yeah. So, and I had those down at the conference as well. Oh, nice! Yeah, you know, collecting equipment, right? I I gotta say, it's it's expensive a- hobby. Oh yeah, it's also addicting, right? It you is. get one, you're like, "Oh, I need to get that," and then I need to get that. Next thing you know, you have to move out because you've got too much stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm trying to, you know, find a few. I, there's a couple things I'm eyeing right now that I want to get, but I gotta wait to get the funds for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So <laughs> when those funds become available, it's gonna be added to the inventory of. Uh, guardian angel right you're, you're working up to the hadron collider right <laughs> pretty much Any, anyway uh yeah i love the equipment um i i love uh the temperature guns man have you ever picked up anything i i don't you know you don't need to get specific but like something where the temperature just bottoms out and you guys are you know oh crap um yeah um I was working with our sister group, um, Alice Capoose, uh, DBK Investigations, um, the Klondike Restaurant Hotel down there. Right. Um, down in the basement, there's a room there that we all call the abortion room. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not a, a place you really want to get into. I mean, it gives you the chills. Right. And with it being chills, I mean... The last time I was there, we when we had the temperature guns out, it was a twenty degree difference. Oh, it was it was colder in that room than anywhere else in the basement. Right. You see, that's why I could never join a paranormal group, right? Because once the temperature drops, I'm checking the watch. Woo, getting late. Gotta go. You know. <laughs> uh, I refer to those moments as poop your pampers moments. Ah. Uh, and uh yeah it's just uh, you, you can't I, run from those that's just temperature no i know but uh when when you come into the tangible real right it's it's no longer just theoretical like like the temperature drop uh mm-hmm. 
what okay the first time that happened what was your reaction um i had to shake my head a couple times because i was like this just didn't seem right and i kept looking at it i'd shoot the room again a couple times i'm like okay (laughs) you know it's like you know photography when you take pictures in in cases like this you take at least three in a row boom 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 because something can be in the first picture and maybe not the two following you know it goes in succession so i just did it two three times i'm I figure, okay, well, it didn't change. It's all the same. So something's going on. Um, but yeah, I also have to take into consideration the windows. If there's any air coming down through ductwork or the piping and stuff, I mean, it is an old building. They are starting to bring the upper floors back. Mm-hmm. So excellent. Yeah. One thing that always I, I love about the, uh, paranormal and looking into it is the history of the places you go mm-hmm. right because every everybody and everything has a story and so when you uh walk in yeah you know, it's funny you, funny you say that because our kind of like our motto is a place has a story to tell we just let the paranormal tell us their story right right so and all the you know all the cool buildings and the history behind it, uh, some are you know really cool. Some maybe a little freaky, like when you mentioned the abortion room. Uh, <laughs> I can imagine that's quite a. Uh, ooh, what 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 do I say to that? It's a poop your pampers moment, uh... and uh, that's amazing. Um, also, another thing I'm really, really uh, interested in is EVPs, electro, you know, electronic voice phenomenon. Yes. Uh, because whoever <laughs> whoever created that, right, whoever invented that, the first guy to decide, hey, I'm going to record stuff, you know, uh, he, there's got to be a statue made of this guy. <laughs> because, I mean, it, it is such a now valuable component to uh, uh paranormal research uh you know it opens the door for a whole new side of it so uh tell me a little about a little bit about your uh usage of evps well we go into every case using uh audio recorder um back in the day you know it was a cassette tape you, you know uh and recorder uh now everything's digital um although i do have a, a small handheld cassette tape i'm going to be trying on the uh when i go down next friday but yeah you know everyone in my team takes an audio recorder we just say hey you know document who you are where you were at the time if anything's going on tag it so when we're going back through okay something's going on here let's take a closer look um adam who you had on you know, uh, he's my guy from Seaside. So, I mean, I got guys from Seaside, Camus, <laughs> or I can say wherever. Yeah. But Adam's our EVP specialist. Um, so I send him every copy, every file we have on audio recorders from an investigation. I'll keep the originals. I'll send him copies. He'll go through them and listen for them. And if he's got any questions... You know, he'll send me the clip that is in question and we'll bounce, you know, ideas off of each other as to what it's saying. Mm-hmm. Um, a good example is the other day. Um, he couldn't make out what an EVP was saying. And a lot of people say, you know, when in doubt, throw it out. Okay. You know, um, so we, he sent it to me to uh, see what I thought. <laughs> And you know Heidi and how her mind rolls. Sure. Um, For sure. Yeah. Uh, high octane Heidi. Right. Um, so listening to this EVP, my mind went to that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, place. And then when we had our team meeting here um, last Thursday, we got a better understanding of what the EVP said. It basically said, certain sections meaning this location there's something going on in a different part of the building oh Uh, because this is uh this is a 
basically a two-story business. Mm-hmm. So um, there's things going on in on the main floor, downstairs in the basement area, and then at the storage area. That's um, fantastic, man. Hey, hey, EVP tour guide, right? Yeah, you need to go absolutely. check out this area. <laughs> That's right. That this is, is what's going on over here. This is what's going on over here. Yeah, yeah. All um, right. But, uh, so, it, I mean, it takes, I I give Adam credit because it takes a long time to sit there and with headphones on or whatnot and, and listen to every EVP or every file we send and, mm-hmm. and dig, trying to hear things. And uh, he has come through with like a class A EVP, which is, you know, you hear without making any adjustments or anything like that. We've had a couple of those, and, you know, it's like, wow, you know, it's kind of shocking. Yeah, uh, I bet, man. And so, and with the makeup of this group, you know, I've got new people, I've got rookies, I've got people that I've even worked with on one of the other couple teams I brought them on. So they've been in the field quite some time and uh, Heidi and I, we've been in and around for a while. So we kind of know a little bit it mm-hmm. and to have these guys listen to these EVPs, even their expressions sometimes is it, it's kind of worth it. <laughs> right. You know, just cause they're like, wow, there's really something going on or did that just happen or yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, every, everything is, uh, is unique, right? I mean, Absolutely. every situation, every, uh, every case that you guys are on, I mean, it's all unique. And so I can imagine, I mean, the, also the excitement, man, you never stop learning. Yeah, exactly. You know? I, you know, I, I've always told people, if people say you're professionally, you know, it all, you're not. <laughs> you're just fooling yourself because right. you'll never know any everything in this uh field yeah. it, i mean it, it changes so drastically sure i mean technology gets better uh just experience you know yeah and Absolutely. uh yeah yeah you're right it, th- that goes with everything though once you say you know everything you know nothing because you close yourself off and you're not uh soaking in any more information exactly you know like i said you know we're still a relatively young uh group i don't know it all you know like i said i have a sister group out in scapoose i rely i have helped me on investigations yeah you know and i i bounce ideas off of him and his team and uh i've gotten validations you know i'm I'm doing good and the team's doing good Mm -hmm. and um you know, uh, he's got stuff that he sends me, you know, so it's kind of, it works both ways. It's, par- it's a pair of family. Sure. 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 So, you know, we all kind of help each other out. I, I bet. You know, one thing I told Holly when we went to the ghost conference this year, we walked in and I saw the whole layout and went around to some booths mm-hmm. and I told her, you know, these are my people, you know, uh, yeah. just the, the breadth and the variety of it uh, just really, it blew my mind because, I mean, of course, you know that there is many different aspects to the paranormal. I, I mean, I've listened to radio. I, I, I've uh, done, you know, some research into it and stuff. And it, it still humbles me uh, that the amount is never ending that you learn. Mm-hmm. It's never, never okay. ending. Nope. And uh, like, uh, oh, okay. That brings me back to dovetailing back, okay? When Heidi says, get your butt home, right? Uh Something's not in the right in the state of Denmark. Uh, When you first uh, documented and got that proof that something was going on, Mm -hmm. how did did you handle it? What? uh, Because this is a James Mitchell that, you know, back in time, you know, has way less experience. Uh, Tell me, uh, you know, what, how'd you take it? I basically said, what the freaking hell? Because <laughs> what yeah. came across was, it sounded dark and evil, and it called, it said Heidi's name. Oh, not once, man. but twice. And so, yeah. yeah, and that's when we 
called in the TEPS team and they did their thing. And then we turned around later and had Wildlife Paranormal Insight come yeah. in. And that team was phenomenal. They helped move an entity on that was up in our attic. Mm-hmm. We established that Heidi's grandmother was there protecting Summerlin, her Heidi's daughter. Yeah. And then a couple things that was going on in our room. We had Heidi's sight, uh, sighting of someone staying at the end of the bed. Yeah. You know, and she's trying to wake me up. And I'm like, what? And when I wake up, there's nothing there. Yeah. Uh, the constant smell of cigarette smoke. And you, you know the old house. It sits off the street. Sure. You know. So no windows were open. No one in the house smoked. And you know, so we kind of figured one of the entities was my uncle. Yeah. He used to smoke and he and from what the psychics were saying, they kind of pretty much described it. Yeah. So going back, okay, well I I was interested in the paranormal and now it seems like the paranormal has found me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so it so it was like, okay. Now it pretty much, I think that pretty much kickstarted everything up until now. Awesome, yeah, it, um, it definitely fuels you. Yeah, and um, you know, even today, I, I'm learning with the us doing this investigation at this business we're doing now. I had an experience, and um, Holly was there for that experience, and. Uh, so I had I was explaining it to Holly, and um, then everyone on the team wanted to know what was going on, and I wouldn't tell. Them. And I finally, you know, a team meeting. I said, okay, since everyone wanted to know what had happened with me down there, yeah. um, it was a personal experience. Right. It was. It was gut wrenching. I mean, I felt every emotion. Uh, of what was going on and at the time of that investigation i had um a double eye infection so i was having a hard time seeing yeah uh, a lot of things so uh to have this happen on top of it you, you know it, it it took me back i had to step back take a breath um it actually got me to tear mm. that it was that yeah. i don't want to i don't want to say it was traumatic because i don't you know, it's yeah. I'll say it was more like a blessing. Excellent. Yeah. Um so that's, that's fantastic. For me, that has taken a new approach, so to speak, with me going forward. It's something new for me. Um and after that experience there, I had almost the same experience the night after. Um I was over in Scapoos with our sister group. Um, I can't go into a whole lot of detail, but he's got something going on that's going to be out probably next year, and I'm helping him and his team with that. But we were at a location, and uh, let's just say what it happened to uh, – there was – all I'll say for the most part is there was a hanging of a young man. Uh, he took his own life. Mm. Um, and I pretty much read the whole situation. And my friend said, if I didn't know you, you'd be scaring the hell out of me right now. <laughs> yeah. Because he oh. knew the situation. He knew all the details. Yeah. And I got it down to the T mm. of what happened. And this kind of goes with what happened the night before. It's something new that's happening with me. Yeah. Um, and it ties into a reading I had with Seth Michaels a few years back. Okay. Yeah. Um, Seth is also fantastic. I got to give a huge shout out to Seth and Jill and absolutely. White, White paranormal insight and fabulous group. They are, they are by far. Um, yeah. He did a reading on me in the last, thing he had told me was that i was not ready 
And so I'm like, for years, I'm like, what did he mean by that? <laughs> yeah. He couldn't tell he couldn't tell me. And then with this incident down in Astoria, uh this blessing I call in it. Um and Holly was there. And then I was explaining it to Holly and then I told her what Seth had told me. And she said her spirit guide says uh once my eyesight and everything got back to normal, things are gonna be opening up to me. I'm ready. So I'm like two and two together, so something new is happening. Yeah. Let's bring it on. Let's explore this. So you you know, you're learning <laughs> a new aspect of the paranormal research. <laughs> yeah. That aha moment when, when stuff clicks, right? Well, yeah. Um, so it was validation both ways around, always around, and I'm thankful for Seth. I'm really thankful for Holly helping me get through that little bit of uh of what happened down there. So Right. The, what also in, really interests me about that is, uh, as individuals, we all, we have that fight, uh, fight or flight, right? Right. And uh, you can really tell the paranormal investigation teams, uh, especially just mm-hmm. the attitude, right? Yeah. Serious. Uh, we're gonna get to the truth, no matter what, no matter what direction it takes. Uh, yeah. and always, you know, I always think back, ah, you know, the fight or flight response, you know, it isn't like the poop your pampers, woo, gotta go. It, you know, it's hey, I had this experience, I want to know why I had this experience, I want to know more, exactly. Yeah, it, it drives your, you know, how you proceed and go forward and to find out what, what it is, yeah, oh, yeah, hey, um. I know you said earlier about Bigfoot, and I, I kind of want to save <laughs> that for another episode because, man, we could talk for hours on, on Bigfoot, right? Uh, I don't know about hours, but you know, well, like I said, that's something that's been new the last two years. Sure, sure. So, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll stretch it for hours, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll just keep talking and talking and talking and talking. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, what? Okay, give me your bucket list of places you want to investigate you know dream time uh what, what's james mitchell's and uh, guardian angels bucket list oh well you know i i want to get back it may not be number one but mm-hmm. back to stanley hotel i've been there four times did mint you know when we first were starting mm-hmm. um you know Inching into the paranormal, we did a mini investigation. I and I did up there. Um, the Idaho State Bend, that one. Um, uh, I really actually want to get back down to Tombstone. Oh, yeah. The Birdcage. Yeah. And I know that place is haunted. I know for a fact it is. Uh, yeah. um, and of course, everyone says Alcatraz. Yeah, I'll, you know. Alcatraz, it's somewhere on my list, but mm-hmm. um, and then uh, there's been discussions of like the Wolf Creek Inn, I think down south, down by Medford Roseburg. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also been discussing, or I, well, us getting back over to Gunslinger Gulch Ranch. Um, that was, you know, a, like a six-part series on TV on History Channel or something like that. Um, so we tend to go to places that have been on TV and go and, <laughs> you know, do our own little uh, paranormal stuff. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Heidi and I were there a couple months ago, um, and we actually did get some things off of that. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. It, we got an EVP with some, uh, an entity laughing and giggling. <laughs> and there's a, a, a very good class A no. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was incredible. Uh, yeah, the EVPs, they, they never, I never tire of being amazed at those. You know, especially what would creep me out. Two things, right? 
creep me out is children. So if I heard that, woo man, or uh, well, you know, speaking of children, okay, <laughs> Heidi and I went to uh, the Clown Motel in Nevada. Actually, Heidi and one of her girlfriends went first, mm-hmm. and I gave them a, a audio recorder. They came back. I caught a little girl asking if she could sit on mommy's lap. Oh no, no. And and oh. there was there was no girls around in the room, obviously. It was yeah. just Heidi and her friend. No one outside. And clear as day. Can I sit on mommy's lap? Mm. It gave that actually gave that me chills. Oh yeah. And then and, and uh you know the the, the reason it kind of, I'll, I'll explain why it gives me a little chills. After I got that EDP, uh, when, um, I got that off of Heidi and her friend's work. Um, when Heidi and I went, I didn't realize how close the cemetery was to the hotel. Mm-hmm. Everything I've heard was it's across the street. It's not. It's literally right next door, about 50 feet away. Mm-hmm. And um, back in the far right-hand corner of that cemetery is where all the young children are buried. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, and walking gosh. through there, you you know, seeing children's names on the tombstones, what really got to me, along with that EVP, was the fact that there's still toys, stuffed animals, necklaces, on most of those graves. You know, oh. and these are kids from way eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. You know, people are still visiting and and you know oh that's just respect it, it, it touches your heart yeah but when and that evp it got to me uh you know a little child wanting to sit on mommy's lap yeah right I, I children to me when when i've listened to evps with children uh it, it it's a mix of emotions right on one side, you feel like because you know you don't want any child to feel lonely you don't want them to feel left behind right um, right. Yeah. Um, and, yeah some, uh, summer's really good with uh, children entities. Um, yeah. She's gotten those down at the Klondike in St. Helens um, and a few other places that we've done yeah. that she's been at. But yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to get in specifics about where and when, but give me the creepiest EVP you guys ever got. <laughs> um, as a group, I've not gotten any creepy. Okay. I, I really haven't. Um, and or, or just any time, you know. I, I mean, I think the creepiest thing I've really heard, uh, I'd have to say, I take that back. The demon tiger house. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The, and that was basically three paranormal teams going into the house or representatives of three different teams. Let me rephrase that. Going into that house. Yeah. That some stuff, bad juju stuff going on in there. I bet, man. Yeah, uh, last week uh, I had on a demonologist uh, Nathaniel Gillis. Yeah, uh, I, I listened to that episode. Uh, and, uh, just, just when you hear about you know demons and you know Lucifer, Satan, uh, that automatically gives me the creeps. Yeah. Just, well, um, you know, in this instance, that uh, this demon tiger house we call it. It was, I want to say a 50-50, kind of the people that were trying to call us out, see if we were actually real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wanted to try and uh, say we were fake, you know, basically. Yeah. Um, but being, unbeknownst to them, we had an audio recorder pretty much sitting by where they were sitting. And the three of us decided to take a step outside and well, we heard their conversation. Obviously, they didn't realize that an audio recorder was there, so they were trying to pull some stuff. But there was legit audio stuff going on there. Um, later, we found out 
the gal that was there, the roommate, was a practicing witch. I'm trying to bring things, negative things, into the house. Yes. Oh no! So she's not your she's not your everyday happy go lucky white witch. She uh, uh, she is definitely on the left hand path. Right. Uh, Oh man, Uh, that creeps me out. Yeah, Uh, we ended up getting the house cleared. You know. um, yeah, that's my ne- that's my next question. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We, we we got it um cleared and then one of my the uh, guys from the air group got a call about a month later saying stuff's happening again. Well they kicked the lady out of the house. Um but we did not or I did not go back to that house. Um I don't know if he did or not, but I know I did. Yeah. Uh, the, on the second go around, uh, mm-hmm. I figured the first one, you, you know, them trying to think we're phony and not real, and then kept, you know, catching some things that were, yeah, not, not so kosher, so to speak. <laughs> right. I, I I put it up there with uh, that video recording of Heidi's almost up there, it, but you know, it just same dark mm. yeah uh that that, that creepy malevolence and calling Heidi's name almost but since then I've not had anything it's more um uh you, you know yeah. asking us to help or mm-hmm. just informing us say hey, someone left a pair of glasses here and okay. things of that nature, you know. Yeah. yeah, you when you talked about the cleansing, uh, that's that's actually my next question because uh, I've heard of some groups that do the investigation and they just leave, right? They're there just for da- data or whatever. Right. And and to me, that's just that's not pure. That I mean, if you're there and there's something, I think it's almost duty. To, uh, it is cleanse the house and because you know inve- investigation it's not over until you know right. you, you uh investigate and you know do something to do something to make it all better exactly you know yeah yeah um and we're as a group we're getting to that point um with having holly on the team definitely she can help um, I do. It, if it gets to a certain point, I will reach out to another group that I know mm-hmm. and say, hey, can you come over? We need some help with this. Or even before we start the investigation, if I feel like I may need someone, I'll ask them to join the team for that investigation in, yeah. in particular. I've done it a couple times already. So, yeah. Explain uh, to me just a to little bit. Yeah, explain to me a little bit about what a cleansing entails. Because, I mean, uh, there's some people probably have lived under a rock and they really don't know what goes into it. Can you describe a little bit about that process? Uh, If I can, to be honest, I, you know, I'm not percent positive. You know, I did have, you know, friends come or other paranormal, you know, they, they do a blessing. They do the holy water they sage they do all that uh, they'll go throughout the whole um place the home or business um they will even do the person or people you know bless them and all yeah. that you know things um and and go from there i mean like i said i don't know the whole detail and that's something we sure. as a team are learning going to be learning to get into to help yeah you know our clients and to help us as a team as well make us more more credible than we already are <laughs> right right and i imagine the cleansing is like almost as unique as the investigations because obviously every investigation is different and Absolutely. Uh, you never know what you have uh, so you really got to get a lid on what what you're dealing with in order to cleanse, right? 
Yeah, absolutely. Oh man. Uh I just I got okay, I got a billion questions. <laughs> so if I start like are you ah, bah, bah. yeah, it's, it's Jason, it's, Jason, yeah, reel, reel it in. in. <laughs> I knew it. Thank, thank you. Uh so we talked about the bucket list, right? And and one of the things, uh, and as a layman, right, a guy that hasn't done any investigations, that's only seen or heard or, or read, you know, mm-hmm. a, about them. Uh, to me, because uh, you know, I'm a history dude, man. I love history. Uh, the two things that come to my mind is Gettysburg and Antietam, two world, war, uh, two world, two Civil War battle sites. That I mean thousands upon thousands died and so it's got to leave one hell of an imprint yeah. behind i um, mean i would i would love to get over to gettysburg that should be on my bucket list uh, i'm not too familiar with that other one that you named oh and Tatum, uh the uh it is the uh worst battle as far as uh fastest casualties fastest dead I mean, uh, there was okay. somehow thousands of troops died literally in like 20 minutes oh wow okay it, yeah it, it, it's horrible that you know that and there's others cold harbor uh and you know another one that's local that i would i would uh love to check out is what used to be damaged state hospital but mentally uh, ill and uh, hospitalized. Now they they abandoned that site and gone obviously to a new site. Uh, but you know, Oregon State uh, Hospital, right or whatever. Uh, I've heard that there has been tons of uh, activity there, and just the setting of an old hospital. You know, you know, there were all well, sorts of shenanigans uh, going on. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what, you know, I, I'm. Right now, I've been actually since the ghost conference, we have been trying to get into the asylum down there in Seaside. Ooh, uh, I, did, I did not know there was one. Yeah, um, it. I'm told it's an asylum. Uh, actually, yeah. uh, Rocky has been trying to get into it for years, um, and I have a way to get in. It's just. Uh, We've been getting stonewalled, uh, you know, for a little while because yeah, the the place has been sold several times. Gotcha. Uh, so it's now trying to find the current owner okay. and talk with them. Hey, that's a that's an interesting thing. How often do you uh, get stonewalled? How often do you meet with people that are just not receptive uh, to what you want to do? I think it's for me so far twice, I think. Okay. So it's not very often. Uh, but then again, we're not doing, you know, a case every couple of weeks or whatnot. Because some cases could be relatively simple. Um, and there's cases that are really more challenging, complex. Yeah. Um, like, the one I'm doing right now that uh, you know um, I spoke with the gal a couple weeks ago I said hey look uh, can we come back down on such a date because we need to you know check on a few things um, and obviously to try and get some more research we've got some research done mm-hmm. but we need to dig into more um, so it it really varies um, some could take a month a couple months yeah. Uh, this is going to be an ongoing thing probably for a while. You know, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I imagine so because I mean, uh, some of the some of the groups I heard they they just go in, you know, oh, okay, we got this, and then they leave, right? But it's right. it isn't as simple as that. I mean, there's a lot of data that you got to crunch, and then there, uh, and then a part of that data you got questions again, right? So, like you exactly, said, you go back and and, and uh, do more because you obviously you're trying to get to the truth. Absolutely, uh, I, I mean, I know personally of a couple groups that have gone into places, done an investigation, and that's it. They haven't, they never went back and met the client at all to to go over anything. Yeah. You know, um, our last case that we did up in Lake Oswego, you know, that was pretty much a one night deal. 
Um, we tried to get in a couple more times, but the owner didn't want us to come back apparently. Um, but you know, we gave them, we spoke to them, we talked to them. I said, you know, you know, you have to try and validate what their claims are or try to debunk their, their claims. And, yeah. you know, um, it's fulfilling when you can validate, you know, their concerns, their feelings, what they've been seeing or hearing, yeah. and then, uh, give them something new that they didn't know, you know, uh, it, sometimes they're excited for that. You could see it in their expression or their body language. And sometimes, uh, you know, it may freak them out. <laughs> um, yeah. I had an experience there that didn't happen while any of them were there before. And me and another investigator heard it. So didn't see it, but we heard it. Mm-hmm. And, we've asked if this has ever happened before and they're like no mm. like well i can guarantee you I, I don't have video of it but i have the audio for it here it is you know we give them all the audio we give them whatever information we have whether it's pictures video or audio yeah we give it to the client say here you go um do with it as you wish if you want to share it share it um if you if they've had other groups in there, you can add it to what the other groups have had, you know. So you can compile a list of things going on right. and what that, other groups find. Yeah. That's uh see that tells me that a group is real, that they're willing to share the experience with the client. Uh because Well, you kinda have to because they're asking you to come in. Right. Right. But to me, I mean to me that just validates it, right? Validates Absolutely. the motive uh, uh behind the investigation that you guys literally are there to find the truth and then share it whatever comes up absolutely you know? and uh okay last question for you and this is this is what i uh ask <laughs> a lot is uh if somebody's listening or uh, somebody has questions or wants to learn and they want to get in to uh, doing investigations or being a part of a group uh, what advice do you have for them? Do your research. I mean, go to the ghost conference or wherever you you know paranormal groups meet in your area. You, you know, ask no question. I mean, ask questions. If you don't ask a question, you ain't gonna know the answer. Um, and look for I'd say a group that's been there for a while because they tend to be more reputable. Um, now if it's a new group, if you want to go with a new group, go with a new group because you all learn as one. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you know, we're we're getting a lot better than what we were, <laughs> but you, you know, um, just yeah, I mean, it, it research, you know, ask questions, um, find see if there's any groups in your area that are. Um, you know, looking to bring people on, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, go online. Yeah. You, you know, I've... awesome. Yeah. Hey, James, before we get out of here, uh, give, give your, give your deets, man. Tell I people did. where they can find you and just contact the, uh, guardian angel paranormal society. Well, they can contact us or you can go to, um, www w.gapsociety.com um that's pretty much where you you know send us an email uh or be sending me the email and i'll get back to to whoever you know within an hour or two depending if i'm at work or whatnot um we're also on facebook we're also on instagram so yeah we're all you're all over the place yeah, and that's why I got <laughs> Heidi as a marketing person. She does a great job. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, um, if you don't mind, I want to check in every now and again and, and see what's going on in uh, in in your world. Uh, because, I mean, as you're learning, I mean, I, I, I imagine uh, we have r- really great stuff in the future. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Awesome. James, thank you so much, man, for taking the time. 
to hang out for a while and talk about the Guardian Angel Paranormal Society. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. You bet. And that has been James Mitchell. I, I didn't say it once, James. I did not say big game. I just said it right there. See, you had uh, to do it, didn't you? Yeah, I know. I know. But uh, thank you again. Thank you so much, man. Absolutely. Appreciate it. All right. We have some last bit of news before we wrap it up. My former co-host of the show, Holly Jordan, is going to be doing her own podcast. It's called Holly's Pandorium. Hey, do me a favor and please give it a listen. She's going to do just a fantastic job, and I, for one, will be listening. All right, folks. Midnight Alchemy now has a voicemail line. You can leave a message and chime in on anything you like, including paranormal experiences, news, episodes, your favorite guests, and guest ideas. Maybe I'll put it on the show. Heck, you can get Rip Snorting drunk and slur into the phone. It'll be a hoot. We also have an email address, midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com. Again, midnightalchemyshow at gmail.com. You can leave anything there, too. Well, everything except the drunken slurring. All right, folks, we are going to head out into the sunset. We will see you all again on our next episode very, very soon. A Reaver Dare Show. <laughs> <laughs>